Welcome back to the Somerville Advice Givers Podcast. I'm your host, Yaden Smith, and today I'm really pleased to have with us on the show Richard Mallet. Richard, very glad that you're here. I'm glad to be here too. So we've previously interviewed one member of the Mallet clan, but it was about something different, a small piece of what you do. But I'm really excited to have you here because you are the coffee roasting master. I try to be. Well, <laughs> you do more than try. You crush it. Cool. As Yoda says, do or do not. Right. There is no try. You definitely do. So let's jump right in. You know, tell the audience a little bit about yourself, you know, where you're from, how you got here, where'd you go to school, how'd you, how'd you fall in love with coffee? Cool. All right. Well, uh, my name's Richard Mallet. I uh, was born in Pennsylvania, grew up in New York, upstate New York, not the city, and had no background in coffee when living in New York. I mean, I put sugar and cream and all sorts of caramel in my coffee <laughs> up there. I had no idea what it was. And I like a caramel macchiato from Starbucks. Yeah, exactly. I didn't even know what Starbucks was up there. It was crazy. Um, and then when I was a sophomore in high school, um, my family decided to move to South Carolina. And with the goal of opening up a coffee shop very loosely, like we didn't have a finite idea of what we were going to do for a coffee shop, but we knew it was going to deal with coffee. Um, the, the next part, we moved down here after my sophomore year. And it was pretty cool. I mean, you know how high school goes. You're an awkward high school high schooler, you know, trying to figure yourself out, you know, was trying to get into photography. And when we bought this building down here in Somerville it and got the roaster, it added a whole new, I guess, outlet for me to push time to and creativity. And let, I, let me let me jump in. Right. How old were you when you all moved here to Somerville? You mentioned high school. I was 16 years old. I turned 17 down here. Old. Did you have a driver's license when you moved down here? I did. So you had a driver's license did. from New York, yep. I presume. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I passed my test up there. I was really excited about that. There you go. <laughs> it was great. Um, so yeah, finished, continued to go to high school down here, went to Ashley Ridge, uh, ran cross country for the first time. Uh, really enjoyed that. I used to play soccer, but due to differences in sports seasons, ended up doing cross country, which is fun. And uh, had a bunch of my team members come to the coffee shop almost every day, help fill orders, get coffee samples going out. And back then, I wasn't behind the roaster as much as I am today. I was always learning from the more experienced people we had at the store, like uh, Francisco Davila. He greatly helped me get into the whole coffee roasting scene, our whole family, really. And after I found a foundation to lay the groundwork, I just expanded upon theories of roasting, you know, what techniques for what coffees do different things. It can become very scientific and we've added a lot of features to our roaster to enhance its scientific process. Wow. Yeah. So question right out, right out of the gate. How much first simple questions? Yeah. Cause me, I didn't start drinking really good. Co I didn't really start drinking coffee when I was in college and then it was, Probably like for the you. caffeine, right? Yeah. Well, I'm like, going to have a vanilla latte. Well, I would drink one at like 9 p.m. and then fall right asleep. Right. Didn't seem to do anything. Sugar crash. <laughs> but uh, yeah, exactly. So when you roast coffee, how much coffee can you roast at one time? On our roaster, it's a 12 kilogram roaster. So it maxes out. We max it out at 26 pounds. 
and that's for our darkest coffees. 26 pounds for the darkest coffee. Mm -hmm. And how many roasts can you do? How many batches do you normally do in, say, a week? So it totally varies on um, demand. So if one week we fulfill a lot of orders for pretty large wholesalers who take that coffee and go distribute it rather quickly throughout the the state, uh, the next week we might not have nearly as many. It might be cut in half. So you Okay, could say, so I, I realize now you all don't just roast coffee for yourselves. Yes, I, I know exactly. I, when I talked with your dad, he mentioned you all do coffee for 43 families, but I didn't realize wholesale orders for other that gets shipped out like yes. for distribution. So moving coffee, that's the hardest part of the job is, yeah, you can roast coffee and it can be great, but if it sits there, all it's doing is oxidizing and going stale. So the having clock starts ticking. Mm-hmm. You, having that setup where you can get the coffee into the hands of a distributor, mm-hmm. where they can go from there and give it to a whole bunch of people who are going to consume it right away. Right. That's the awesome part. That's that's the magical part. Yeah. Yep. Because if nobody's right. drinking the fresh roasted coffee, it's if you not just roasted roasted twenty six pounds of coffee mm-hmm. and that lasts you a year, something's wrong. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Don't drink that stuff. <laughs> So on that note, how long, like what's, what's the, I don't want to say shelf life, but you know, from, from when the coffee is roasted, if you had a magic wand and could wave it, when would people be drinking that coffee for its optimum flavor release? I would say about 48 hours after the coffee has been roasted, it peaks in its flavor. A lot of the CO2 that's going to leave the coffee, it has accelerated to its peak and has come off of its peak so it's no longer releasing coffee as fast or releasing carbon dioxide as fast is slowing down and right around there is when you're going to have the most vibrant cup right out of the roaster it's still going to be a little volatile because a lot of that a lot of that co2 that's it hadn't released yet exactly yeah okay and why that is i don't know it just tastes like that it's just the way it is <laughs> yeah. so from 48 hours how long does someone have to finish you know you buy a pound of whole beans, mm-hmm. right. and you buy it immediately two days after it's been roasted. Mm-hmm. In an ideal situation, how long would it take someone to drink through that pound of coffee? So there's a, a pretty big difference between dark roasted coffee and light roasted coffee. Light roasted coffee can last up to a month, I would say. You can drink it and continue to get a okay. enjoyable cup out of it without starting to taste a stale cup. Dark roasted coffee, I would drop that in half at about two weeks. Oh, okay. Maybe three, but it does degas a lot quicker. So your coffee essentially stales quicker. Wow. Mm-hmm. This is one of the reasons why I was really excited to have you as a guest on the show because all I know about coffee is I get it from y'all, yeah, and I put it in my machine at home and push the button. Heck yeah. And bam, I have an espresso a minute later. Heck yeah. It's still not as good as having it at your shop, though. Awesome. So you've been roasting coffee since you were 16. Or no, you moved down here at 16, started learning the process. I probably roasted my first batch when I was 17. Okay. Yeah. And you are the head roaster now, as far as I understand, from talking with your dad. Like, Yeah, nobody you, gets on that machine except for me. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, It's awesome, man. It's not awesome at the same time. <laughs> Like, yes, I am kind of a big deal in Mexico. <laughs> right. Um, 
So you said you've you've upgraded or updated the roaster there at the shop to get some more technical and more scientific about the roasting. What's one example that a simple person such as myself right. might understand? Well, who doesn't love computers? Okay. So we we're, added we're, a, we're recording directly into one right now. Exactly. And similarly, I extract data off of our roaster via its thermocoupler into a program called Cropster, which Cropster is a company who's been really helpful in all sides of the coffee roasting process, buying the coffee, how to store the inventory, how to draw from that inventory each time you roast so that your levels are always updated. And you can just log on to your Cropster website and you can see a graph of your production report, inventory report, expected runout nice. dates. Yeah. And so your whole inventory database and roasting database in one. Yeah. So one of my favorite things is about this new uh, Cropster is we run this thing called roasting intelligence and it basically creates a graph of each roast so we can get our profile of Carolina Morning, one of our best sellers, and basically have a map of how that roast needs or should be roasted and then you can follow that curve every time and essentially get the same cup of coffee you can standardize your production you've taken it from it started as an art it's like how do we create this roast yes absolutely and then you quantify so your system helps you quantify all the steps so in theory you could train someone else and they don't have to just feel it Exactly. I mean, you can train them to feel it. Well, I mean, it's kind of an opinion, you know, right. what I like and what I see in coffee, somebody else might see a little differently. My favorite is Nicaragua, personally. Yeah, exactly. Not my favorite. So, yeah, you know, I'm not super excited about Carolina Morning, but I know that's hugely popular. Yeah. Everybody loves it. it. Yeah, it's pretty wild. I mean, y'all don't have a bad coffee. Right. I mean, there's some that I'm <laughs> like, mm, I could not drink that one. <laughs> okay, so... Connecting it up for the data analysis has been the biggest move forward. I guess it saves time. It must save time. It, oh or at least gosh. save energy. It's like, okay, I know what we're doing. Well, all of, this, all of this stuff that we used to do on paper and would at the end of the day have to. I remember you had that notebook. Data. Oh my gosh, yes, the notebook. You would I mean, write down how much you roasted, for how long, yep. and how it turned out. Yep. Full city, light roast. Yep. Pounds in, pounds out. Oh my gosh. Percent loss. Individually calculated. Now with Cropster, you really just have to, you know, identify how much coffee you're putting into the roaster, what coffee it is, and that coffee will pull from an inventory that you have on a database, and then you don't have to do any calculating. I mean, as long as you've already done it ahead of time. So it saves time. Oh my gosh, so much time. Saves a lot of time. A lot of time. And it helps us buy green coffee. We can, you know, get a better idea of how much coffee we'll go through. So we can upfront buy fresher mm-hmm. coffee, mm-hmm. not sit on it for so long. We don't need six months of coffee because it's going to sit here for two years. Exactly. We can only buy a third of that and right. have it out in a year. Yeah. Nice. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. It, that's huge. It greatly increases or like levels up what kind of coffee you serve. Right. Mm-hmm. So not only does it increase you know, productivity just from a business standpoint, but just the quality is going to go up because your inventory turns over faster. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yep. That is really cool. Yeah, and I mean, like anything, it costs money, and if you're you spend a thousand dollars on coffee, and that thousand dollars doesn't move, yeah, it's not getting any better. Right. Right there. Yeah, it's just going going downhill. So, as an expert, 
in your field as we, as we continue forward as an expert in the coffee roasting field. Now, this doesn't necessarily have to have to do with coffee, you know, wide open opportunity here. What are, you know, three or five pieces of advice that you would give the average person to improve their life? Stop drinking sugar. <laughs> yeah, sugar's probably not one of the best things to put in your body, and a lot of people consume sugar in their coffee. By sourcing for your personal consumption a better cup, you can remove the need to put sugar in there, and that'll make you a healthier person, extend your life. Um, so, I used to think that was crazy. What, to get rid of sugar? I thought, I will never not put sugar in my coffee. Right, yeah. And now, I don't know how long it's been since I've put sugar in my coffee. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I've tried going back. No, it seems like it's a one-way street. Yeah. I can't go back to sugar in my coffee. So, right. Those of you listening, listeners, if you're thinking, no, that's crazy, never going to do it, I'm just, never say never. Never say never. Never say never. Okay, so, and, you know, quitting sugar, you know that sugar's bad. We all know sugar's bad for you. So, the less sugar you can use, the better. Okay, so, always, no always. sugar. No sugar. Step one. And along with step one, drink better coffee. <laughs> drink sure. better coffee. You yeah. know, somewhere I read that life's too short to drink bad coffee. I wonder where. It seems like it seems like really good advice. Maybe on a bumper sticker. No, y'all have uh, that all over the place <laughs> at uh, Coastal Coffee Roasters. That's awesome. Drink better coffee. Nice. Quote by my mother, Jackie Mallet. Yes. Yep. Wonderful, wonderful quote. That's awesome. Cool. And some other advice. If you don't grind your coffee before you drink it and you buy ground coffee, I highly recommend buying yourself a coffee grinder. If you start with a blade grinder, that's okay. It's not the best option, but simply grinding the coffee before you brew it will, I don't know, it just, it one for one, makes the coffee a lot better. It allows it to um, be fresher. You'll able be able to see more carbon dioxide leave the coffee grounds when you're brewing it, mm-hmm. and it's just methodical. It's uh, meditative. It's, it's a nice practice. Too. You get better coffee, and you get so you get to enjoy the process. Absolutely, and it doesn't have to be a hand grinder. It could be a automatic grinder too. Okay, it's just maybe that smell of a coffee. Aroma. You don't have to spend three hundred dollars on a grinder. Yeah, you can if you want to. But you could any spend... grinder is geometrically better than no than having pre ground coffee. Yeah, if putting coffee in a muddler and just like crushing it with. <laughs> the... <laughs> Just crushing it up. I've done that before in a pinch. Using 300-year-old technology to grind coffee. Yeah, it still works. Actually, I've seen the coffee grinder that y'all have there kind of on display on loan from the museum there in the shop. Oh, that's right. It's yeah. from like the 1800s. That thing is huge. That thing is incredible. Mm-hmm. I love how big the coffee. wheel is. You just like barely start spinning it. And it's, and it you yeah. could just give it a good spin and it would go by itself for five minutes. Yeah, it, yeah, definitely look up some old coffee grinders from like the 1800s or 1900s. And, and it's pretty. It's, it's, a, pretty, it's a cool, it's little, nice cool little piece there. Mm-hmm. Fits the vibe. For sure. Okay, anything else? Any other piece of advice? Support local. If you don't, if you can't find local coffee, you know, find good coffee. But local coffee is usually some of the best coffee. Support local. Well, Support definitely local. y'all's coffee is the best. Well, thank you. And this is a summer, uh, Somerville podcast. That's right. That's right. This is about Somerville. Supporting Somerville roasted coffee. Uh, it, it keeps it keeps money in Somerville. Absolutely. It rises this economy. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Okay, now we'll go into what we call the final four. Doesn't have anything to do with basketball <laughs> other than the words are the same. Final four. Four questions. 
So when work is over and it's time to play, what do you like to do for fun? So I recently picked up fly fishing, and la- it's a not necessarily a winter sport. Not like South Carolina has a winter, but <laughs> there was that week in January. There was that week in January. <laughs> but uh, yeah, in the summertime, I would get into work early or go into work late so that I could fish, go down to Charleston and fish the the tides. Or it's just a nice, relaxing reason to be out in nature, um, kayaking, paddling paddle sports being outside i guess is a being outside being outside and then offshoots kayaking paddle boards yeah. fly fishing fly fishing there's if yeah once you try fly fishing if you either get bit with the bug or you don't get bit <laughs> with the bug and you'll know if you got bit with the bug because your wallet hurts <laughs> uh one of those hobbies okay yeah <laughs> very good so question number two in the next 12 months what are you most excited about? Hmm. So, not particularly coffee-related, but I am planning to purchase my first home in the next 12 months. Dude, that's awesome. I know. I know. That's so huge. Wait, my, how, how old Not are me you? personally, myself and my girlfriend with me. Uh, I am 24. Dude, that's fantastic. Yeah. Good for you. Tired of renting. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so major... Major adulting yes, major going adulting on in the next on. 12 months. So it's exciting and it's also terrifying. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. All right, question number three. What is a parting piece of advice that you'd like to share with the audience? I mean, drink good coffee. I mean, there's nothing better than... If you drink coffee, nothing can beat a good cup of coffee. And go. nothing is worse than a bad cup of coffee. Oh, my goodness. Amen. Amen, right? <laughs> All right, question number four. What's the best way for the audience to get in touch with you? Ah, well, if you... I have a website, a email address, a Instagram, a Facebook. I would say email would be the best way to get in touch with me. Okay. And it's my name, Richard Mallet at me, M-E, dot com. And we'll put that, we'll spell that out in the show notes. Sweet. So... Listeners, you can just copy and paste. Yeah. You don't have to wonder if it's two L's or two T's. Don't make the same exactly. mistake I did. Just copy and paste from the show notes and you'll get it right. Now, if, if you're not following Richard on Instagram, I highly recommend it. Uh, it's beautiful. He's also a, an amazing photographer, has a great eye, and it's just it's beautiful to see the photographs he takes. Uh, what's your Instagram handle, Richard? Uh, my full name, Richard Mallet. Richard Mallet. Okay, bonus round. Bonus round. No, cool. no prep for this. I'm taking the papers. <laughs> papers, papers, gone. papers are going away. Right. So looking back in the last year, this this question takes a little bit of thought. What is one thing that was scary at the time? Maybe it was a splurge. Maybe it was an expense. Maybe it was a decision that you made, and it was terrifying at the time. Like I'm not sure this is the right decision. But in hindsight, of course, because hindsight is always twenty twenty. like, thank God I did this, or bought that, or went here. Cool. Um, every summer, we usually take a, uh, a trip away for a couple weeks, and uh, roasting ahead of time, trying to fulfill orders. While you're doing it, it's very hectic, working like an 80-hour week, and all the whole while you're like, oh, I don't know if this is a good idea. Maybe I shouldn't go. It's not the right time. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it 
everything gets done. You know, we have a good team over there, and it's just coffee. It's not the end of the world. <laughs> it's all good. You'll be great. Glad you traveled when you could. It's just coffee. It's just coffee. It's just coffee. And wh- what trip did y'all take last year? Uh, Where'd y'all go? Last year, we went to Maine. was the final de- destination road trip to Maine. Yep. Maine in the summer. Oh, I bet that was beautiful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Via the Outer Banks for a week, to New York for a couple of days. So then worried about Maine. the trip move, going into it. Totally worth it. Totally worth it. Always. So, Always. one, drink good coffee. Absolutely. But remember, it is, after all, just coffee. It is just coffee. It, it is. is. Coffee. Don't don't fret over it. Don't <laughs> cry over spilt milk. Awesome. Thank you so much, Richard, for joining us today. Very glad we have you. Yeah. And um, I will see you in the coffee shop Absolutely. Tomorrow. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks, Richard, for being with us this week. Thank you, listeners, for joining us this week. Until next time, I'm your host, Yaden Smith, and we are out.